0: Live on Mondays from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock p.m., you're listening to The Spin Room on WGMU Radio.
1: Listen to the great interviews. Is this Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam on the phone? Hey, yes, yeah, Ralph. Is this Eric? Yes, sir. Informative talks.
2: A lot of protesting going on from a lot of different individuals. We just want to know what your take on that whole situation is right here.
1: And find out ways to get involved on and off campus. We love you know, we love all the help we're already getting from some great folks at GMU, and we'd love to have more support there as well.
2: Now, to the show.
1: Here's Alexis and Eric. Welcome to the new season of The Spin Room and we wanted to start off the new season with our great interview with Roosevelt at Mason. We got to interview Joe Russell and Alex Hannon who are the political director and treasurer of Roosevelt at Mason. We hope you find out just another way to get involved on campus in Justice a sec. We also have the new episode playing after the interview which includes our recap of 2017, the government shutdown and of course, Disney enjoy
2: Tell us a little more about your organization Roosevelt. Sure. So the Roosevelt
0: Institute is a national organization. It's made up of chapters of over at over 150 different universities uh, across the country. It's actually housed nationally out of the uh, FDR Presidential Library and the Roosevelt Institute in hmm. New York City. But um, Roosevelt at Mason is actually the largest and most active chapter of any of those 150 chapters across the country oh, in, this, wow. in this Roosevelt network. Um, and and we're the largest kind of nonpartisan student think tank, student policy political group at Mason as well. So we've uh, been around at Mason for four years now. It was started my freshman year um, at Mason. And we're, we're excited to kind of keep people engaged and involved in the political process as much as possible from kind of a nonpartisan policy aspect.
1: Yes, and you guys have clearly been successful at it. In the 2014 to 2015 year, you got the Best New Chapter Award. Correct. And then also the Best Chapter in general in 2015 and 2016. And then just at George Mason University alone, you got Best Registered Student Organization. Just last year, so yep. that is a very impressive feat. So, what are your individual roles in the organization, and what kind of tasks do you take on?
3: So, yeah, I'm the treasurer of the organization. So, I do deal a lot with the student funding board, fundraising for Roosevelt, and also coordinating funds for our major trips. Sure.
0: And my position is called the political director. It's actually a new position to the organization this year, mm-hmm. and the
3: goal of that is to
0: try and find ways for for uh, Roosevelters to not only develop policy ideas, which we've been doing pretty regularly, kind of a Z reference, mm-hmm. we're really good at talking about and kind of getting our ideas out there. Our, our issue in the past had been trying to really move uh, policy ideas from kind of that idea and writing phase to mm-hmm. the uh, implementation phase. So we created the position of political director uh, last at the end of last semester, um, and that's kind of been the role that I've taken on is trying to figure out how we can make our policy ideas more, mm-hmm. more palatable and uh, <laughs> implementable.
1: Well clearly that has been successful again Absolutely. moving from the Virginia General Assembly which was just worn in earlier this month mm-hmm. and then with the inauguration two Saturdays ago of now Governor Ralph Northam mm-hmm. and of course with elections come a bit of <coughs> drama with the 41 or 51 to 49 Republican majority and House District 94 yeah. with David Yancey against Shelley Simons and that really shows that every vote matters in general in each election but pivoting to Roosevelt in specific there were three student-created ideas that were turned into legislation and introduced as bills to the Virginia General Assembly, and they were introduced by Jamie Thomas, Andrew Millen, and Daniel Melton, who are active members of the organization. So can you tell us a little more about the process? Sure.
0: Um, So, I mean, I I think I kind of want to back up a little bit to Mm -hmm. to talk about kind of how we start developing policy. So it starts in September for us, ostensibly, and kind of the vehicle through which we develop our policy ideas in Roosevelt is through the, uh, there's a national initiative in the uh institute and the network um called 10 ideas which is mm-hmm. uh, a writing competition to try and challenge students to come up with 750 word white pages or white pagers that um that really you know propose policy solutions uh, fixes to problems that are as small as you know issues on a campus level and can be as large as as kind of issues that are dealt with on, on the national federal level um so we had we ended up having 13 of our 13 different policy proposals uh written this past year that was by 16 uh, roosevelters at mason um just for stats that's the most of any chapter in the roosevelt network again oh, wow. that that submitted these um and after those are submitted which is due kind of right after thanksgiving we um started meeting with Uh, delegates and senators from the Virginia General Assembly, but we also started meeting with campus administrators for policies that deal with on-campus activities. We started meeting with the Fairfax City Council. We have a few policies that deal with um, Fairfax City and kind of local issues. We're setting up meetings with the Board of Supervisors and kind of all kind of policy actors at different levels. But because of the calendars you referenced, right as we're finishing these policy... Uh, proposals, these ten, uh, 10 ideas, is right as the General Assembly elections were happening. So right after kind of this November area, everyone's looking for new legislation to introduce. So we ended up setting up meetings um, with probably six or seven um, delegates, some of whom had been newly elected, some of whom were reelected um, this past November who were looking for bill ideas. Um, we pitched them on a variety of policies kind of based on their areas of expertise and went through this process kind of over and over again over winter break and kind of uh, as, as we past the new year, um, trying to get legislation drafted. So initially to to have a a, a bill introduced into the General Assembly, it has to be drafted by a member uh, before it's actually introduced. That process can go up through January 10th. So we ended up having Uh, about uh, two weeks where we knew that we had, we ended up having four of our policies which had been drafted as legislation. um, And then we had to try and figure out if there was a member who would be willing to actually introduce the legislation when the session started. So we only found out two weeks ago or so how many pieces of legislation (laughs) would be um, introduced into the General Assembly. So we ended up having three, one in the Senate and two which were introduced in the House. That is super cool.
2: It sounds like you guys had perfect (coughs) timing. (laughs) for when all this came out um really interesting you said that Roosevelt started here when you were a freshman and you've been in it your whole college career how has it changed since you first started your freshman year
0: I mean I I think it's only grown not I I, I've been impressed how consistent Roosevelt has been kind of in developing ideas and having people who are interested in in creating ideas and coming up with with unique fixes to policy problems, events that that kind of speak to a need on campus. Um, I think the thing that that has changed over time is we've just gotten better at figuring out um, how to take kind of the ideas that we have and actually make them palatable. So I mean, over the past, Three years at Roosevelt, I mean, we've been able to navigate kind of different campus processes. Uh, members of our organization created uh, a group called the Student Health Advisory Board mm-hmm. um, at Mason, which launched uh, last a year ago um, today. Also a group called Invest in Youth, which partners mm-hmm. Mason students with mentors. Um mm-hmm. In the community which we launched uh, i believe it was in march of last year so we've kind of slowly and steadily started to develop i mean we started lobbying down in the general assembly in 2016 january of 2016. so this was our third lobby day that we did this past year and i mean when we went down initially we just kind of had some ideas we thought we were going to like bounce off people we didn't have any legislation introduced and like it was i think it was a learning experience to realize that you've really got to, you can't decide in January um, right, a session yeah. that you want to <laughs> go down and just throw some ideas out there. You've really got to kind of make it a, a, a year-long process mm-hmm. to, to get stuff drafted and ready to, to be introduced. You so. guys
2: definitely have um, become more official, <laughs> as you might say. I <laughs> yeah. think
1: that is one of the biggest um, selling points to me about Roosevelt, mm-hmm. is that how successful you guys have been, but also nonpartisan in sure. a very divisive mm-hmm. time as this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's seen as left or right Democrat or Republican but you're really just trying to get to the core of the policy issues so you've been talking about a lot about lobbying and so are you involved and can you tell us more about Mason lobbies which might be more generalistic
0: sure I can I can speak to I mean the the Mason lobby day I don't have the exact date I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys punch it down but it's it's in the next week or so I mean that's An opportunity for anyone from Mason to, you know, get a free lunch and a free bus ride down to Richmond to go meet with, you know, your delegates and senators or from, uh, you know, folks from, from all over Virginia, which, I mean, for the school is super important because... That's how we make sure that we're represented, that we get right. you know, the state funding that comes down. This year is a budget year, so the governor, mm-hmm. the outgoing governor, uh, Governor McAuliffe, introduced his budget, which did include increased funding for higher education. But, I mean, if that's going to happen, as you guys mentioned, there's Republican control of both chambers, even if it's narrow. We uh, need to make sure our voices are, are heard and that Mason is put on the chopping block this year as well.
2: So, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, personally... Uh, Joe what are your hopes and aspirations what was your goal in getting involved with these organizations Uh, sure I mean I for me
0: it's really just been a a, a confluence of events I think the reason I joined Roosevelt was because someone came to uh, a Class I was in the my first week of freshman year and said like hey this is a cool group for anyone who's a government major <laughs> right, I was yeah. like I would like friends and to do <laughs> something. so I, I showed up and I mean it kind of just snowballed from there in terms of what I ended up getting involved with so I mean for me Roosevelt's been cool because I was able to be a part of it from the beginning just to see kind of how it grew um, and and how we could uh, like you guys mentioned kind of do little things to make it more professional and prove that even if we are a student group we can still kind of have an impact um, on these kind of multiple levels of of policy making in terms of what's next for me I have no idea (laughs) uh, (laughs) figure that out but no I mean this has definitely been a cool Mm -hmm. experience for sure to to kind of see what we can do as the student group
1: and then for the last question again you've seen Roosevelt grow so much Mm -hmm. in the last couple years where do you want to see it grow or where do you hope to see it grow next
3: Well, as it stands right now, Roosevelt has about 30 to 40 really active members. And in terms of size, we're not really striving for the largest organization Mm -hmm. possible, but the most effective organization possible. So like Joe was referring to earlier, we wrote 13 policy memos Mm -hmm. this year, a record for our organization. This past lobby day, I've been to the past two lobby days, and this one we just got back from was extremely effective. We had over 20 people meet and come to discuss with legislators these key issues not only ones they've written, but we've had two students specifically who have worked on policy in the past, both on bump stocks bands, which are technologies used in high-speed revolvers as, or guns in general, and then another with assistive technology. So it's really about connecting students to policy matters that are impacting their life on an everyday basis. And for Roosevelt going forward, I think that's what we wanna see out of the organization. We want people to come, have a great understanding of the policy process, and then use their own personal background or their own knowledge to write policy that changes lives for other people and then effectively advocate for it. We focus on policy writing, policy advocacy, and issue awareness, and I think this past Lobby Day showed all three facets of our organization extremely well. So uh,
1: finally, for the students listening, how do they get involved with Roosevelt at Mason? What is the best way?
3: So yeah, sure. The best way is, first of all, look us up on Facebook. Roosevelt at Mason is on Facebook. We also have a website, mason.com. But if you want to come by a meeting, every Thursday night, 6 to 7 p.m. in JC Meeting Room C, This first, uh, the first meeting of the spring semester will be kind of a more introductory, like, what is policy, what is Roosevelt at Mason, and what do we do? So it's a great leaping off point for anyone who's come back from the winter break and they're like, I want to be more involved on campus mm-hmm. and i want to make a change especially in such a divisive era like eric was referring to earlier and roosevelt mason brings a great nonpartisan approach being that we just write policy we're not out there advocating for a specific candidate we're just focused on the issues and so just coming to a meeting talking to people about policy can get people really energized that they feel they have personal active awareness in this entire political situation.
2: Well, thank you so much. It was great talking to you, and I hope more people get involved with or your organization because it sounds like a great way to really feel like you have an impact, especially uh, locally in the Virginia government. That's so important, people mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. down local government, but honestly it affects us so much more than on the national scale Mm -hmm. most of the time so um thank you so much again and we will see you later
3: thanks thanks so much really appreciate it
2: hello and welcome
1: back welcome back george mason university new semester new year and a new spin room wow
2: how are you feeling Eric
1: I'm doing great so I'm glad that we have a great show now on Mondays from 1 to 2 p.m mm-hmm. perfect time a, a lot whole of hour a whole hour wow. Wow. what an upgrade yeah
2: i think it'll be a fun time i think so too we just had a great interview with some people from roosevelt um, talking about some cool things that they did at the virginia general assembly this past winter break you know they are putting it to the grind yes. you know what i'm saying grindstone it's time to rise and grind people it's a new semester don't be slacking. 2018 is
1: not the year to slack. And it's time to get not. off your butt, be an activist, <laughs> <laughs> be involved as much as you can, because it is so important to be active in a time like this.
2: I just wanted to put out there that you know who Yara Shahidi is? Yes. Okay, so if you don't know, listeners, she <laughs> is an actress, a young actress. She stars on blackish and now a new spin-off of that show where she's like in college called Grownish, and she just started her own like political organization called 18 by 18 okay. for people who are like turning 18 this year pretty much mm-hmm. in order to like rally or in just like young people in general general in order to rally them up and uh for them to vote in the midterms for there to be like their first election and everything it's so cute mm-hmm. and she's just so like active and gung-ho and i love her and you should check (laughs) her thing out it's cool there's
1: no better time to get involved than right now whatever you can because it doesn't take much to get involved and it is so rewarding to know that you have a voice in this government
2: absolutely absolutely whether
1: you're a republican or democrat it's always good to get involved
2: Or, you know, green, blue. Exactly. See,
1: (laughs) we cover all colors of the spectrum here. (laughs) Absolutely. But now jumping back, let's refresh a little. Okay. Since we've been gone for about a month. Mm -hmm. So before we left, there was a race happening in Alabama.
2: There was. And Doug Jones came in with the W.
1: That was impressive, actually. I remember, I think we were texting that night. Yes. I was very
2: afraid. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was really, really close. close. And it kept jumping back and forth, yeah. back and forth. I just like turned forth. off the TV. I was like, excuse me, I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh,
1: didn't you wake up to the news? I did. Yes. It was
2: kind of exciting for me. Everybody was like set in celebration mode. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was right see. during finals week, too.
1: It was. Yes, yes. But Doug Jones won. He was elected as Alabama senator mm-hmm. now on December 12th. And he won 49.9% of the vote, beating Roy Moore, who was a Republican candidate, by more right. than 20,000 votes, which is still pretty close. That's like
2: a lot, but also not mm-hmm. at all.
1: <laughs> and this now brings the Republican Senate majority down to 51 to 49, which was 52 to 48 before. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's still close, and there will always be defections, especially now. But we'll see. We'll talk about the government shutdown a bit later, because that's what's currently happening right now.
2: It's right it's we're right in the middle day three maybe in the end let's Mm -hmm. hope i'm yeah
1: let's hope (laughs) but that was a decisive victory for doug jones especially seeing the amount of black women going to vote i don't remember how much you remember of that since it's been a month but it was very impressive to see
2: you're welcome is all i can say
1: (laughs) (laughs) but doug jones Uh... is now elected as the Senator from Alabama with his Senate counterpart, Richard Shelby, in Alabama. Mm -hmm. So now they'll have a Republican and a Democrat. But now one person comes in, another person leaves. Doug Jones comes in, Steve Bannon leaves.
2: Whoa, Bannon. You know what? I think he deserves our prayers. Sometimes I feel like he just needs a hug, you know? I'm just going to stay quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... As everyone knows, this new book by Michael Wolff is out. It's called Fire and Fury. I'm sure <laughs> that's what it's full of. I didn't get to read. Did you
1: get to I read it? I have not read it, but I know so many people have been getting into lines. for it. Uh,
2: like, yeah, lines around buildings, yes, around bookstores. Especially
1: stores. the first day.
2: I was on Twitter, like, looking at these huge lines. Uh, first of all, I didn't e- know anything about this before. Like, it mm. came out on that day. Yes. And I was like... <sighs> why are people in line for this book? Like, I don't understand. And it then was, I was like, oh, that's why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because the Trump team sent a cease and desist letter to the author to try and stop the publication from actually happening because there was explosive details in it. And it was planned for the Tuesday after since it was on Thursday. Hmm. But instead they released it that morning. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that our presidential administration would send... A letter to try to stop the publication of a book is baffling. That's just baffling. That's all I have to say about that.
1: <laughs> but I think it really showed how divisive the, just internally, the oh, Trump the, administration absolutely.
2: is. I mean, there's so many
1: factions or wings inside Yeah. It. Remember, there was the Bannon wing, which was more considered more nationalistic with Bannon and also Stephen Miller, who is... Who a lot of people see as a main proprietor in the government shutdown right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Then also the quote unquote globalist wing, which is the Jared Kushner's, the Ivanka Trumps, and right. it's just
2: all trying to work together to muster. They, uh, up and then they all presidency. tell secrets about each other mm-hmm. everywhere. I don't know. As <laughs> as Lincoln once said, did he say that a house divided cannot stand, or is that from the Bible? Probably both. Mm, who knows exactly (laughs) oh but yeah i mean it's a crazy crazy time i just can't i just wow it's great to be the press right now um moving along right to the government shutdown right before this show i just got a um, notification from the new york times that the senate has is voting or has voted
1: What I see from the Washington Post right now is that the Senate breaks the budget impasse, which was, I assume, the filibuster. And it says that the vote was 81 to 18.
2: Yeah, it was pretty. Which is promising to see. Yeah,
1: Because after three days, it has stalled quite a bit, Mm -hmm. especially during the weekend. It sounded like there was no progress happening. Right. And I think because we're finally hitting into Monday, hitting into the work week, hitting to so many hundreds of thousands of people coming back to work or, I guess, not working that they right, really yeah. need to get this budget done with.
2: Yeah. Um, my boyfriend who's in the military was saying that like all their programming was just like super slow and like not really working very well today. He's like that shut down, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man. And of course, politics always plays a part in this. Of course. People blaming Schumer, who is the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer from New York, but then also people blaming Trump. And it's clear that... There are clear partisans
2: lines for this where Democrats
1: are blaming Republicans. Republicans are blaming Democrats. It just keeps going
2: back and forth. Right. And it's what a what a first year anniversary.
1: (laughs) I don't know if he ever went to Mar-a-Lago because that's what he He was was supposed supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I
2: remember because I was like leaving Florida and I remember he was supposed to be coming like at the same day. Yes. It was very interesting to see. There are two people. Poor him. No vacay. (laughs) So sad. There are two
1: people probably having a good time right now. First person, Mike Pence, because he's out of the country. (laughs) I think he's in Israel right now.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that's... Never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Second person, John Boehner. Why is that? Because he doesn't have to go through this ever again, (laughs) because he's retired. (laughs) And he's probably having a great glass of Merlot at 11 in the morning. (laughs) I'm sure he's having a great time I, right
2: Honestly, now. if I was retired, me too. <laughs> I he would do like, the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> wow! Well. You know,
1: once you're retired, you really don't look back. No, especially, why would you? Especially if you were the Speaker of the House.
2: I'd be like, the peace dramas the out, never talk to me again. I don't want to see any <laughs> of your faces. <laughs>
1: but now that we're a bit caught up, we'll be back right after this break.
2: And we're back. Hello, hello. Well, time to uh, talk about something, some things that are a little more fun.
1: Yes. So now let's hit into pop culture a bit. So do you know what's happening next week, Alexis? Next week is the
2: Grammys, right?
1: That is right. So it is the 60th annual Grammy Awards. Oh, wow. So it is a big year. And if you remember any of them, it seems like it'll be a good year, too.
2: Lots of like R and B people, right? Yes, a lot of
1: hip hop and R and B people were nominated for the awards, such as Record of the Year. I can name a bit, which is Redbone, mm-hmm. which was a huge classic song, Despacito,
2: mm-hmm.
1: The Story of OJ.
2: I didn't ever listen to 444 or whatever, so Humble, okay, and yes, 24K Magic. That's so interesting. Yes, I totally forgot about this.
1: It's changed a lot. And then also Album of the Year. I don't know if you remember these. Childish Gambino's album, Awaken My Love, mm-hmm. which was a great album. 444 was also nominated, along with Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Melodrama by Lord, which is a great album. I it don't was know really if you've good. Mm-hmm. And 24K Magic, again, great, great album.
2: I'm honestly just excited to see everybody's dresses. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for the fashion, and I don't know if I'll stay up long enough to watch the actual <laughs> awards show That is but I will definitely watch recaps the next morning <laughs> we'll take it I'm not gonna like lie to anyone <laughs> Be- awards shows are on Sunday night why mm. I don't know why they are that seems like a terrible decision but it's not like you have any classes on Monday in
1: general okay
2: but I go to work at 7am on Mondays oh, okay N- number two. Oh gosh that's they go really late anyway they go to like almost 11 p.m. sometimes and i'm like Mm. yo beep beep like it's too late for this (laughs)
1: So that's what we have in pop culture, <laughs> or at least the Grammys. But what happened last night was the SAG Awards, which stands for the Screen Actors Guild Award. Mm-hmm. And this rewards really great movies, This Is movies. Us
2: One, I just want to put that out there. Best show, like, ever. So, yeah. Mm, yes. Uh, it won for, like, best ensemble or something. I can't exactly remember. I still need to watch. So good. And it was so cute because I saw, like, so each of the – siblings or whatever they show them when they're like teenagers and they show them when they're like nine years old so they have Mm -hmm. like three different versions of each person and it's so cute they're all together oh my gosh it was adorable i was stalking all their instas today
1: (laughs) (laughs) but some other motion pictures nominated were ladybird i don't know if you've seen the trailer for that
2: i didn't but i heard it was it looks very good. good
1: also the same people that made call me by your name and get out or no sorry not get out moonlight
2: Oh, mm-hmm. interesting.
1: They've had a very successful year. Wow. Clearly. Busy? Yes. <laughs> Get Out was nominated. And one movie I really want to see is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What What is that about? So I think it is about a mother whose daughter was raped or murdered. Mm-hmm. And the police department didn't do much to stop it or okay. didn't do much to figure out what happened, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And the mother took it into her own hands by getting three billboards, buying three billboards, and calling out those that specific officer for doing nothing. Oh, my. And it's really interesting because it's trying to get... The police department's trying to get those billboards off, uh-huh. but she's not going to stop. And
2: So is this a real story?
1: I think it's based on a real story.
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's been nominated for so much.
2: And it's like one of those... like. I feel like it didn't premiere everywhere because i never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think before so. Before I saw it the seems award like award shows. Yes,
1: but I'm excited to see it. And then also I, Tanya, and- Oh,
2: I watched that whole, did you see this thing on NBC or whatever? No. Oh my gosh. So it was like, they actually interviewed Tanya Harding and like pretty much everybody that was- Really? It was, it was so good. It was so good. That yeah.
1: story is so conflicting. How do you feel? I don't know enough about the story. I really need to watch it's the It's so
2: interesting. Mm. Tanya Harding is an interesting character. Mm-hmm. She's a little inter- I don't, I don't. I have no words. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: And then also Big Little Lies.
2: So good. I've heard really good things. The book obviously is better. The book is always better. I read the book when I found out that the miniseries was about to premiere. Really? Yes. And also that um, author. Mm-hmm. Everything she does is, um like, <laughs> so good. So, like, I just... After I read that, I became obsessed with her, and now I've re- read, like, three or four of her books, and I'm reading one right now, actually. Oh it's gosh. called Truly Madly Guilty. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, Big Little Lies is about uh, all these parents mm-hmm. whose kids are, in kin- like, starting kindergarten together,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, um like, they have this fundraiser gala for the school or something. Okay. Uh, And like something crazy happens. And the way she sets up her books is that like, you know, this big event happens, Mm -hmm. but like you have no idea what the big event like was, but, but at least I think in that book, like it'll switch between like after like months after it Mm -hmm. and like days before it. Okay. So to like come down to the big event uh-huh. and then also they're like talking about it as it like was passed. Interesting. It's really weird, but I really like the way she writes because like most of her books are written that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy because it's like suburban parents and they're <laughs> just like chill. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like hecka rich. They don't even know what to do with their money. And the soundtrack was just so good for the miniseries. Really? Okay. It was really, and it was such a beautiful. Was it HBO piece too? Yeah, it was.
1: So incredible book, great miniseries.
2: Absolutely, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And they said that it was renewed for a second season, but I'm not, <laughs> like, I don't understand why. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> That's what I did for Call Me by Your Name, which
1: is a beautiful movie. Is a book too? Yes, the okay. book is incredible. Really? I read the book first and I'm very happy that I did.
2: I d- hadn't heard anything about it. I think that was another one that like wasn't released in all theaters. I don't think so. Because just some like random dude I follow f- saw it literally like six times. Okay. <laughs> in like one week. Oh my gosh. I know. he w- He's like obsessed with it, but I was like, I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but he was like, you everyone needs to see this right now. Like it was the best movie ever.
1: Great movie. But one movie that we both saw. Oh my gosh. Was Coco, which is Disney Pixar's original Coco.
2: Wow. Amazing. First
1: movie, first Disney movie that I've ever cried in.
2: I do not feel the same. I've cried in many movies, <laughs> including Alvin and the Chipmunks, which is not. No, you know what? It was a squeakle. <laughs> So not even the first one. The <laughs> second even, one got it you. It was the squeakle where they're like on the cruise. I don't know why I cried. I was like a freshman in high school. Was it worth watching anything after the first one? <laughs> no, it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember it was like winter break okay. in high school. And I had nothing better to do with my friends than I went to see Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay, but we can agree that Coco was incredible. It definitely... <sighs> I'm picky, I think. I love all Disney, Mm -hmm. but this definitely made it to, like, my top five, I think. I think so, too. Because it was just so, it was so visually appealing. It was so, like, like such beautiful music. Mm -hmm. So cute. It was just cute in general. Mm -hmm. And just, like, it really, it was so touching. It was just so, it's so good in so many ways. The story was so great.
1: I think one thing that I really appreciated that even though I might not be able to fully appreciate Mm -hmm. is the integration of the culture into the movie. Yeah. There was a lot of Spanish parts. Mm -hmm. There were, it seemed like authentic Spanish music.
2: Yeah. And I think they like explained Dia de los Muertos really well Mm -hmm. for like anyone who didn't really understand what it was, but it was mm -hmm. for the longest time. I just thought like Mexicans love the devil. (laughs) But that's Alexis. when I was like eight. I'm a terrible person. But like if you don't know anything about that, then I don't know. But then everybody just became obsessed with sugar skulls like two years yeah. ago randomly. And I was like, is this okay? But I
1: think it was beautiful, especially how they were able to embrace and introduce the culture. It was great. Especially yeah. for the mainstream audience.
2: I really appreciated that. I think it would be cool to get a friend who actually is Mexican, like their take on mm-hmm. it. But... It seemed okay. I will be honest. It was a surprising. It had some twists. By the, no,
1: no. At the end, it was predictable.
2: Yeah, but, but it like,
1: still didn't prevent me from pulling <laughs> out. But
2: yeah, was, I mean, it was a Disney Pixar movie. You, right. like, you can't like. You're not going to be yes. like. You know what? That was such a surprising movie. <laughs> like, but it was. I it th- was there were surprises, surprises though. I have to say, not it wasn't say much like more. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, don't no spoilers. Very cute. Nice, cute, stupid dog. If you know. you're at
1: if you're at George Mason University, it's actually playing right now at University Mall. Yes, which is where we saw it.
2: Um, the times for this week are twelve fifteen, <laughs> two thirty, and four forty five. Are you trying to go again? Uh, maybe uh, Mason students normally are four dollars, but on Tuesdays it's two dollar Tuesday at University Mall Theater. So the you best. You know what's great? So that day. was my first time at
1: University Mall Theater. Right, and. The popcorn was more expensive than the ticket. Yeah. That's incredible. And then we also ate the popcorn by the 15 minute mark.
2: <laughs> I feel like I usually do that. Really? But we also were late. It wasn't that late. We missed we're like 10 this. minutes late. But here's the thing. I don't think they play credits. Like, I don't think they play previews at University Mall. Mm. So, like, if you're past 2.30, you're going to miss a little bit of the movie. <laughs> we missed the cute part where they're introducing... It's like, the introducing the family members, mm. yeah. It was really good. I appreciated that. It makes me love my family a little bit more. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm going to put all the pictures of my friends <laughs> on my little cupboard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to make sure they're not forgotten. Yes. <laughs> Moving on.
1: So... We have decided to change the name of our segment. Excuse me, I just want to put that out there.
2: <laughs> we did not decide. I decided that I have obliged to this. <laughs>
1: that we have changed our name from GMU What's New, our little segment talking about the updates in okay. our life, to. Just plainly, the updates.
2: I'll just do that every single time. Please do. It sounds
1: like a phone tech sound.
2: I meant it to be like a really like breaking
1: news. So breaking news, Alexis, what's up with you?
2: Last week, I went to Disney World and it was the best vacation I've ever taken. Number one, here's my first thing. Um, We're
1: going to get bullet points, people.
2: Yeah. uh, Okay. So I've been to Disney World before as like a grown person. Oh, that's my Mickey Mouse telling me what (laughs) time it is on my Apple Watch. But I only went to like Magic Kingdom for the day. So it wasn't like a full trip. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't get to really immerse myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I bought myself custom mini ears. Which were beautiful. They were great. They were Tiana inspired. Had some like white and green very there's glitter all over my backpack now because i put them in there um also it was like just me and my boyfriend so like the last couple times i you go with your family and it's just kind of it can just get a little annoying when Mm -hmm. you have like two younger brothers and like they're hungry all the time or like somebody has to go to the bathroom and And especially when you go with your family it's usually at a really busy time because Ex- yeah, you're trying to find right, the right, time right, when right. everyone is right because you go school, on summer vacation or you go on spring break the worst time to absolutely go to never World. go to disney in the summer just don't anyway so it wasn't that busy which was nice and in case you are not aware have you ever seen avatar eric i have not yet yeah me either well <laughs> <laughs> the disney imagineers have created a new part of the Animal Kingdom Park called Pandora, which is, like, the planet Mm -hmm. in Avatar. And it's just, like, it's so, it's breathtaking. It's so beautiful. The food there is good. They have, like, fancy drinks Mm -hmm. that you can get with boba balls in them. (laughs) I love boba, so. Gotcha. And they have two rides. One of them is called... The Navi River Journey, which is just like a slow river ride that you just get to, like, see, like, the sights and the beautiful, like, animals Mm -hmm. and plants of Pandora. Read it, wrote it twice because we had a fast pass and then we rated, like, an hour for it. Okay. Which wasn't bad. The other one, I don't... uh, So I don't know if you've ever been on Soren. No. Have you? They have one in Disneyland. I haven't been to Disneyland since I was in middle school. Oh, never mind then. Well, Soren is, like... It's, like, you're on, like, a parasail kind of thing. Okay. And you, like, soar around the world. And it's really cool. Like, it feels real because it's, like, this huge screen. Oh, is this, like, a 4D thing? Yeah, kind of. Like, they show, like, the smell. Yeah, you can smell it. And you, like, Uh feel like you're, you know, you, like like fly past the Eiffel Tower oh wow okay so Flight of Passage was very similar to that and and how like there's this huge screen and like multiple like rows of people or whatever but it's like you're riding a banshee which is like kind of a dragon like animal that the avatar people ride to get around their planet mm. you straddled like the thing Mm-hmm. you straddle the ride that you get like most rides you like sit down and put something no you straddle it okay and then it like connects you whatever and it's
1: just crazy. note right now alexis it's is crazy. doing vid- like she's I just, like i don't even know motions. how to
2: explain like you can feel <laughs> the the thing that you straddle like goes in and out so it feels like the banshee is breathing like between your legs that's crazy technology. it's baffling and i swear i was in pandora like I, and people were crying working out of that ride like i had a tear in my eye because i was like that was so beautiful i'm back on earth <laughs> <laughs> what's happening the last
1: whole week for you has been Full of it tears, was cra- it? Yeah, <laughs>
2: it was crazy. I waited three hours for that ride, oh and it was worth gosh. every freaking second. Aww. I enjoyed it. Everybody go to Disney World. Ride Flight of Passage. That's what I have to say.
1: Boom. So my update, <laughs> not
2: quite as long,
1: but Sorry. not quite as fun either. But I started a new show, which is American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace.
2: Oh, that premiered?
1: Yes, Wednesday. It was wow. absolutely amazing. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it is. I Did wouldn't you finish that, it? No. It's oh, or is it still episode. like, okay, yeah, it's, it's live. Okay. So it is, I, don't, I wouldn't consider it sequel because it's not the same story, mm-hmm. but it's like American Horror Story where each season is a different kind of plot. Okay. So last season it was The People versus O.J. Simpson. So
2: it's by the same. Like Correct. It's like, okay, okay. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. That was so good. Amazing, right? Yeah.
1: This is the second season, and it talks about the assassination of Gianni Versace, Mm -hmm. who is the founder of Versace, a huge brand in fashion.
2: Versace, Versace. Yes.
1: (laughs) If Drake raps about you, you know it's real. Right. So it talks about the death to a serial killer named Andrew Cunanan, Mm -hmm. and it explores the history, how the whole process went, Mm. and it's really artistic. Mm. And I think you'd appreciate this too, especially, the way they film, their pans, Ooh. the colors they use. I love
2: some good cinematography. It's really artistic. I and love I that. I really
1: appreciate it. And the score, the music score, my friend Maya is a huge music person because yeah. she's a major in music and she loved it too. So really? it is a beautiful movie. It's just incredible. It has Darren Chris, who can play crazy love really him. well. love him. Who just got engaged to his girlfriend actually. Yes. So cute. Ricky Martin's in it. And then also Penelope Cruz, who plays Donatello Versace, mm. who is still alive and doing very well for the business right now.
2: Interesting. So is it a mini series?
1: I think it's just a normal series. OK. Like The People versus O.J. Simpson. is it on FX? It is on FX at 10 p.m. on Wednesdays.
2: OK. I'm just trying to figure out, is it streamable for those who I'm do not, not have cable? <laughs> I'm
1: not 100% sure, but... We will figure it out. What's not on YouTube these days?
2: A lot of things. I assume it's
1: going to be on Hulu.
2: I hope so. But yeah.
1: So now doing our normal tradition that we are going to carry on. Oh, so man. So let's talk about some holidays this week.
2: Oh, I have. Today actually is National Polka Dots Day. Is it? Yeah, because every single year Disney does like a rock the dots thing because like Minnie uh-huh. wears polka dots and so they have this whole thing and yesterday they had like a rock the Dots celebration for national polka dots day. i see no polka dots on i here. have i own literally no polka dots well polka dots are more 80s they're not like and a big thing like where you have to search for some polka dots yeah that's true so i don't own any it used to be so popular yeah but now it's stripes i'm wearing stripes you are wearing
1: stripes also today is answer your cat's questions day so if your cat has any <laughs> questions be sure You can avoid it every other day But today You gotta at least address it
2: Make sure you answer their (laughs) question
1: Today once you get home from school or work It's also international sweatpants So put those sweatpants on I
2: love me some sweatpants
1: And then today is also Roe v. Wade day Which was a huge uh, Supreme Court case Today? Yes Hmm. And then tomorrow is National Pie Day
2: I gotta make sure I get some pie Yes, Eric what's your favorite kind of pie? My favorite kind of pie is peach pie. Really?
1: Yes. That's unique. I ordered peach pie on accident because I was trying to get an apple pie. They gave me a peach pie and I didn't regret it one second.
2: Wow. So I have a story about my pie. Are you ready? Yes. Have you ever heard of shoe fly pie?
1: Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think it has flies in it or anything, but it's like an Amish
1: pie okay
2: so the only place you can ever find it is like Amish markets so obviously like I never eat this pie okay (laughs) I make it sometimes but it's literally just brown sugar and molasses wow that's the filling (laughs) just sugar I mean obviously because molasses is just it's just a sugar pie (laughs) it's so good so is it shaped like a pumpkin pie no it I mean it's just pie with filling inside Is the
1: filling just molasses?
2: It's just molasses and brown sugar. I don't, the texture is like sugary, okay, obviously, but like in the kind of, I would say like a thickness of sweet potato pie or something, a little more thick than Mm -hmm. uh, pumpkin pie.
1: I'd have to try it sometime. I'll make it, I'll make it for you. Thank you so much everyone for tuning into our first season episode of the spin room wow we'll see you back here on mondays from 1 to 2 p.m thank you so much
2: have a great semester kill the semester y'all. don't forget to buy your textbooks peace out